Young Buck, you're not going to do your countdown? He, he was just doing it. Just oh, I didn't it. see it. I didn't see it. We're recording now. Oh, we, we just started? Yeah. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, A Mike Boogie, and this is uh, episode 69 of EBS Podcast. I'm here yep. with the crew, OB1. Yo, what up? Ike the Great. What's good, people? Young Buck. What it do? What's going on, fellas? How's everybody doing this week? How was your week? My week is good now that COVID-19 is over. <laughs> I know, right? You know, clubs is popping now. People out in the streets. Swimming pools is open. Are, are clubs really popping? From what I saw on Snapchat, the clubs was popping. People be lying, yo. They no, were popping no, no, with I, masks. You saw masks? There was no masks. It was just mad yeah. people at the club. Matter of fact, my wife told me she saw somebody who left Maryland to go to Atlanta to go clubbing in Atlanta. Bro, that's cap. Either that or that's genocide. Can, can, can you explain <laughs> what cap? What is cap? No okay. But how is it? How, how's the two relate? Cap. Don't ask me. Ask the young kids. I just, yeah. I just try to stay relevant. <laughs> That's cap. That's ridiculous, is what it is. <laughs> no, nah, but um, you know, it's obviously there's been a lot of stuff going on um the past two weeks, and so you know, let me. I just wanted to check on you guys' mental health to see how you guys are doing. Um, I know for myself, the, I, I'll be honest. You know, the last two weeks has has been a struggle for me just because of everything that's been going outside of the world. And then even at home, my wife is, is back to work and my son is back in daycare. So it's been a big adjustment for me. And um, Wow, that's what's up. Yeah, it's been a struggle. That's interesting. That I, yeah. I didn't know that up there, they're doing all that? What phase uh, are you all on? No, no, there? this is, well, Anne Arundel County is, is open. So uh-huh, my wife okay. works in that area. And, no, PG County is open too. Yeah. I think the only one that's not fully open is, is Mo County. In, oh. in Baltimore City. But, but we're on phase one, and that phase one shit is not really a whole lot in no, Prince County. We, by the way, we're no longer in phase one. We are in phase two. Um, the governor announced that on, on, on Wednesday, that Friday would be official opening of phase two. Prince George's County is in still, phase one. Oh, yes. Really? Okay. <laughs> because of D.C. and Northern Virginia. Like, we just got something from uh, the, the uh, also Brooks, I think that's her name, saying that June 1st, we start phase one. So we just started phase one. Uh, I thought y'all oh. started it before that, but uh, mm-hmm. wow. to DC. it's crazy because DC ain't even a phase one. Nick and the clubs is open, <laughs> and the bars like that shit is crazy. Yeah, yeah I'm saying. I'm Are they bad. doing I'm phases in DC, or they just opened? Um, no, they just open. I don't know. They're no, different. They're doing phases. We so we got we got like uh, text messages from the mayor about stuff. So they're okay. doing they're doing phases, but it's like it's supposed to be rolling, but shit is just opening up. Yep. Yeah, it's, when when motherfuckers here open, ain't, ain't no face shit. Right, they they think that whole shit is open. I may add to the fact that you know the riots are going on too, or the protests rather. Yeah, I, me. uprising, the revolution will not be televised. Well, yeah, but but for me, you know, my week. Um, I mean, this whole stuff is heavy to say the least. But yeah, uh, and you know, I mentioned it before. I think a lot of people are really just focusing on this more so because they're they don't have any distractions unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, for me, I've had a lot of distractions from a work perspective. Like one day I worked from like nine to 10.30 um, at night uh, because we're working on a proposal, right? So it's like, I am still distracted. I have to continue working. I know some people are saying take a mental day. I know that even the company that I work for is sending out a lot of messages, different leaders all across the company is sending out messages from the CEO of uh, the Americans to the CEO globally. You know, they're sending out messages, but, you know, 
and they're saying take whatever mental day that you need to take, but I just got a lot of shit to do. Uh, so I'm compartmentalizing for now. I think that's what's happening. Yeah, I mean, first of all, kudos and shout-outs to your company for doing that. Um, I thought about you guys the other day because, you know, like I said, it was really weighing heavy on me, and I was just kind of like, I talked to my therapist, I was like, it's kind of crazy I haven't heard anything from, from my company, and, you know, one of the reasons why I joined this company is because the CFO is black, and I just saw <clears throat> something in that, but then I didn't hear anything, and then recently I went on our Facebook page, and there it was, and I just thought, like, you know, this was half-assed, if you will, you know, they, they could have sent something to every all the employees uh, directly through an e- email or something acknowledging what's going on instead of just putting it out on Facebook uh, for show, if you will. But, yeah, shout out to your company for doing that. That's, that's really good that they are trying to, you know, be show some type of empathy during this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Like, some of the stuff, like, I raise an eyebrow to, and I'm just like, uh, like, cause to me, I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't feel organic. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It's, it's a feeling, we'll get, right? We'll get into that. I mean, I figured it was a perfect layup, but all right, we'll get into it. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, Young Buck, Obi Wan, how was y'all week? Aesthetic, dude. But no, <laughs> probably uh, along the same lines of uh, I did great, man. I, past two weeks, I've been fucking crazy busy at work man um and then i happened to be on call this last week and we had an upgrade going in so it just amounted to uh, a lot of work so but i think that i've always been good dealing with these situations just because of where i believe i am um with these type of situations compared to other people uh i think i'm i'm a few phases ahead of the game uh and not trying to toot my horn or anything i just think that I just think there are phases we all go through, and uh, especially dealing with this, I just think I'm uh, in a different phase right now. So, um, you know, you just got to, whenever you can, step away from it. So step away from the TV, step away from social media, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and find something where you can be in the moment uh, outside of work as well, because work is a stressor. So, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, I'm hanging in there, but... uh, you know, if I if I spend too much time, too much too long thinking about it, then you know I might get upset. But yeah. uh, I feel like I've been the opposite of y'all. Um, I actually started a new project uh, about uh, two weeks ago now, and I ain't been doing shit. Literally, I ain't been doing shit. My day job has consisted of playing Call of Duty all day, every day, getting paid to do that shit, and I'm loving it. Now nah, yeah, I mean, we're, we're gonna edit that out. <laughs> No, I mean, it's been cool. I'm sure work will start to pick up uh, as we move forward. But um, I've I've had the unique luxury of being off of social media because I've been off of social media for almost a year now. So I haven't really caught the full brunt of everything. Like a lot of the things I see come from other people, like all of the group chats I'm in or if somebody sends me something one-on-one. But I don't actually, um, I haven't seen anything like i haven't been on social media to see all the negativity because i've heard people complaining about about um you know just like how how hard it is to be on social media right now and seeing all these videos and seeing all this negativity and you know it can be overwhelming so i'm actually kind of thankful that i haven't had to experience that yeah i mean even for you know someone we know uh, like my wife she had to step away from that stuff yeah. Uh, just because of how much it was getting to her. And um, 
it's a lot, man. So, it's a lot out there. It's a lot out there. It's a lot, man. It's a lot of people out there like that, too. So um, that's the right thing to do if you really need to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear everybody, you know, at least uh, mentally, you know, you guys, is, is you're doing well. That's, that's definitely good. Um, let's get into the first topic of today, and, and that's the boy Drew Brees, the beloved Drew Brees of the league. Uh, not so beloved anymore. Um, he just <laughs> recently made some statements for me, who, which I thought was just irrelevant, and, and it really showed his true colors because instead of answering you know, the, the real question, he took it somewhere back to a couple of years ago that I think the NFL hoped they would have moved past. Um, I don't have it queued up. Does anybody want to give us the gist of what Drew Brees said that caused such a uproar? Sure. Um, so, fuck yo kneeling. Niggers. <laughs> he didn't say that. Um, so he was doing an interview and they asked him, first they asked him about the civil unrest and then they specifically asked him about, um, cause you know, with, through all the civil unrest, everybody's been bringing up Colin Kaepernick again. Mm-hmm. So they asked him, you know, his stance on, uh, kneeling up on the flag and he, not verbatim, but he basically said, um, let's, let's, I, let's, let's try to be a little bit verbatim there. Right. And I'll try to say from what I remember that I heard, yeah. they said, uh, you know, with all of this thing that's going on, when the NFL kicks it back up, what do you think the NFL stance is going to be towards people protesting? protesting. Yeah, yeah, that's what yes. it was. Yes, yes. Yes. And then he and got then, into his fuck shit. <laughs> so he, he essentially said, uh, I don't support any protesting that disrespects our flag. He said, when I think of the flag, the stars and stripes, when I think of the, uh, when, I, when I put my hand on my heart, I think of my forefathers who fought in uh, World War II, both in the Marine Corps and the Army, and what they sacrificed. Blah, 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 <laughs> blah. And I just can't support any protest where you're disrespecting the flag. Now, um, before we move on, I just want to, I just well, before I guess we get into it, I want to kind of highlight the irony that people like him have in that stance, because people don't know that it was actually a uh, United States Armed Service member of the Special Forces who actually was the one who instructed Colin Kaepernick to kneel. He was, he, was, he was a Green Beret. Yeah. And when Colin Kaepernick went to him to talk about what he can do to bring attention to the issues, <laughs> he told him to take a knee. Yo, yo, what, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> and I say that because, you know, Young Buck is saying uh, he doesn't know. Bro, this has been in the news for the last five years about yeah. how it all started. When everybody kept saying it's disrespecting the flag, we've been explaining for five years why the fuck it's being done. People Who don't hear that. told Colin to do that? <laughs> why the fuck is doing being done? Who told Colin? Like, it's been going on for five years, so I'm not buying that shit anymore. Well, yeah. of course. I wouldn't buy it either because the truth of the matter is they, they, it's a cop-out, right? They bring it yeah. up and they say that because they don't want to talk about something that's uncomfortable to white people. Yeah, and, and take you, it back to Jay-Z. Take it back to Jay-Z said, do you know why, we're, why, why everybody was kneeling? Do you know why everybody's kneeling? Okay, so what else are we talking about? Apparently, only the people in that motherfucking room must have known because here we have Drew Brees and he still fucking does Well, it. so I will say to that point, I, I had a conversation with a close friend of mine. He's a white man um, from Texas who is an avid NFL watcher who had no idea, one, why people were kneeling, and two, 
that it was an armed service member, Green Beret, who was actually the one who, who told Colin Kaepernick to me. I, I hear what you're saying. My problem is motherfuckers are not listening. <laughs> well, I, 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 I semi-agree with you. I, I don't think the narrative was truly put out there that the reason why Colin was kneeling, I'm sorry, not even the reason why, the idea in which he got to kneel was from someone who was part of the military who told him that he should do this to bring the awareness. I think people weren't listening to the reasons in which he was kneeling, right? For social yeah, injustices, yeah. right? That's, that's people were listening to that. No, people weren't listening to that because the narrative wasn't being pushed that that's why he was kneeling. The narrative was being pushed that he was disrespecting the flag. Yeah, right. But I think when it actually comes to the NFL community, to me, it's hard for me to believe that people exactly. didn't know why he was doing it. Exactly. And, and, and I mean the players. Like the players exactly. no, I'm had to have understood why he was doing it. The NFL had to have understood why he was doing it. The owners had to have understood why he was doing it and when it, where it came from. So this is, this is what they call, what, willful ignorance on Drew Brees' part to not, to not be able to equate that. Well, like and, and, when, when he's been a part of it week to week. And I got I to gotta call out Pete Carroll as well because he made a comment recently talking about Colin Kaepernick and how he took a stand this, that, and that forth. And I'm like, motherfucker, where was that four years ago? Yeah, and, and we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll definitely get to that. And, and, and my thing is, you know, um, Drew Brees said what he had to say. Of course, to receive backlash. And then he came back and he apologized, you know, about what he said. But I guess for me, my issue in that is the apology happened so quickly. I don't know if I can believe that you really feel that way just because um, I don't know if he's really had time to process what he said and what it, what it means to the black community as far as why, you know, we do the things that we do when it comes to kneeling in the NFL and, and, and just expressing how we feel. And um, I guess I'll ask you guys, what do you think? Do you feel like he was authentic? Well, real quick, one of the key things that he said in his apology was like, I need to stop talking and start listening. That's a fact. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, you know, I, oh, go ahead, young buck. I was going to say, I could have gone without the apology just because, one, I didn't think it was genuine because he didn't have enough time. But also, also, he's probably not going to, even if he did have enough time to process it, he's probably still going to fucking change his views. At the end of the day, he showed us his views. And I honestly don't have a problem with that. You know, I'm going to, I understand as an adult that there are people who are going to have opposing views. Why they have them is not my fucking business. I don't care. Has those views, right? But I appreciated him saying what he said just because it let us know where he stood, right? So moving forward, I'm going to know that anything he has to say uh, for, for things like this are going to be ignorant or at the very least opposing, right? So I just thought the, the apology was disingenuous because it was just like, okay, I, I realize I fucked up because so many people are mad. I apologize that y'all are mad, not for how I actually feel. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I could have gone without that. I appreciate you saying how you really feel. I can respect that opinion and agree to disagree, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Anything after that is just bullshit to me. I'm actually gonna have to disagree. And um, I know at, fir at first I didn't. At first I was very skeptical. Um, you know, like he said his, he said how he felt, and that is what it is, he can't change in a day. But um, um, I, don't, I don't really think that Bre Drew Brees is a disingenuine, disingenuous person. I don't think that's who he is by nature. Uh, so. I do think he's had time to process it because I think based off of what I'm hearing from his teammates, uh, current and former, they had conversations with him, right? One-on-one -on -one and as a group, right? 
And then when we take his comments that happened, I believe, two days ago or three days ago, and we fast forward to comments that he made to dispute what some of what the president said, where the president said he shouldn't have made his apology. And he basically came and said, you know, um, after talking with my teammates, after talking with leaders, after talking with the black community, I realized that the issue was not about the flag. So he, what he thought the issue was, he now knows what is not. Whether he was choosing to be ignorant to begin with, he now understands that. But on top of that, he realizes that he can no longer use that as a way to kind of distract himself from the real issues, which is honestly what he was, he was doing. So I can accept his apology because at the end of the day, man, if I, if I do something wrong, I know in that moment that it's wrong, either because I know what I was doing prior to was wrong because I premeditated doing wrong shit or because of the reaction that I see from others. And I can be genuine in apologizing for that, even though I may still, I may still feel that my reaction in that moment was valid. I mean, people do that shit all the day, all the, t- all the time. So yeah. I, I think it was genuine. I think that he's learning. And that's the key thing there. Because he is learning, I can accept it as a genuine apology and allow him to move forward and put that action behind what he said. Look, so for me, I think you all know when I saw that, when I saw the video at first, I was like, oh, this shit is old, right? <laughs> because I was like, there's no fucking way. With everything that's going on and everybody coming out and saying that Black Lives Matter and like the whole world is literally like, yo, shit. Fuck, y'all were saying this and we ain't realized, but now we're realizing no way Drew Brees is going to be the person doing some shit like that. One, two. I always consider him to be intelligent and, you know, he's in New Orleans. He's in a, you know, New Orleans has a, a very high black population. You know, he's been respected by a lot of players over time. And he's just been viewed as like, you know, somebody that has a lot of philanthropic efforts. Right. So in my head, I was like, there's no possible way this is anytime soon. Right. And then I found out it was a couple of days ago and I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> like one, where the fuck have you been, right? Two, how the fuck have you been in the NFL and you missed the mark of all of this? Three, your timing is horrible as fuck. So when he came out with the apology, my initial response to it was like, man, this is fucking bullshit. But after having time to process, much like Obi-Wan, I can say that, you know, a lot of people do, in fact, look at uh, Drew Brees and other athletes as role models. Right. So, you know, if 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 Drew Brees goes out there as a white man and says, fuck your kneeling, they're going to be thousands of people that are going to say, yeah, yeah, Drew Brees is my hero. So fuck your kneeling. Right. Just because some people are just sheep by nature. Um, but if he comes out and says, hey, I said that shit. I shouldn't have said that after having a conversation with people, I realized that what I said was completely off, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I apologize. Even though if it may not have been, you know, legit, at least there are people out there that heard it and it made them think about their position just due to the fact that they are followers of Drew Brees. So that's how I feel about the apology. Like, also people can change. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if, it's a, if it takes a day, but I'm sure that he listened to some of his teammates and uh, they kind of schooled him like, Dude, like, what the fuck are you doing? And he realized that he fucked up. People fuck you know, up. People do fuck up. There's a hyper, and I, I'm going to sound like 
the 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 evil bad guy to all these people. There's a hyper patriotism that a lot of and a lot of white Americans feel, right? It's all about the flag. It's all about the constitution. It's all about my rights. And 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 for them, it's God, flag, constitution, rights, everything else. But you know what? And, and that's in that unfortunately is not realistic because there are those of us that look like us that understand that that's not actually the case. Like that's not actually a real and true thing. And if we don't, and if those people don't actually take themselves out of that box and open their eyes, yes, their first reaction to someone kneeling during the national anthem is going to be disrespect. And and honestly, I got to say this. I, I, I love the country I'm in. I don't give a fuck about somebody singing the national anthem. All right, touch it. <laughs> like, like, I, I don't care. I understand what it means. I understand our flag. Oh, I, I understand it. what it means to be patriotic to your country. But I don't have to care that somebody is singing the goddamn national anthem. And that essentially, you know what? That's the tone deafness about this entire thing, right? Yeah. Is that, um, you know, when white people's pledge allegiance and when they sing the national anthem it means something for them because it is something for them they are in fact free those words do in fact apply to them the tone deafness is when they can't realize that those words don't apply to black people they think it does right but if black people are saying yo these words don't really apply to me yo and you're like nah you fucking up is you're not doing certain things you're not putting yourself up by your boot, bootstraps or whatever. Like you have the whole, you know, you can you can change your situation if you choose to. Officer Tatum. You know what I'm saying? Then they're not gonna really believe that those words don't apply to African Americans, and now they have an issue with African Americans, quote unquote, disrespecting the flag or disrespecting the country or the national anthem or whatever the case may be. But you know what I find ironic about that, right? So when I think of the people who oppose uh, kneeling for the flag, the flag, right? It's it's usually um, conservatives, right? And I think that's so funny because the conservative party are people who claim to be for individual rights, right? Not infringing on, not having the government infringe on a person's individual right to live. And and I think about somebody choosing to protest in this way. This is their individual right to live. They're choosing to use the First Amendment, right? So I think it's it's almost poetic that they're 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 fighting against people using their first amendment right as citizens as human beings in this black people black people it's a difference I mean, yeah, white yeah, people yeah. white people do it's a different that. story and we're I not going to get into that that's why Con- it's ironic though yeah. that's why well, it's ironic though conservatives by by nature are oxymorons oh, to be honest just thinking that shit. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't really make sense to be a conservative but being a conservative it, it, what I think it does is it takes you to the foundation of what America is. And if the foundation of what America is, is fighting for freedom, being able to have those freedoms and protecting your constitutional right, it makes sense that anything that they feel goes against that is the worst possible thing in the world. Even while there were slaves. Even, well, slaves who weren't human, right? By the, by, the constitutional's, by the Constitution's definition, black people, slaves were not human. Therefore, they were property and things, therefore they had no right. Therefore, the Constitution does not apply to them. And they should be able to see that because that's exactly how 
it was back then, because as black people, we kind of recognize that and understand that. Constitution didn't really apply to black people then, so how does it apply to black people now? I'll, I'll say this to wrap this up. I, I think it's it's all a ploy. Um, I, I think the people who who run things understand that it's really not about a flag. It's just a way to distract us from the bigger issue, which is a topic that is uncomfortable for white people to talk about. Also not to mention that uh, the anthem that, you know, these white people love so dearly, we only hear a portion of it. There's another portion of it that talks about black people as slaves and not people. And so it was written by what? Slave master. A black man. No. no, I thought it was written. Well, I don't man. know. I don't know who it was written by, but I just know there's a portion of that that doesn't that tells the truth about the history of this country. Um, but just keeping on with with the NFL, I don't know if you guys saw there was a commercial. I thought it was it was a pretty dope commercial where the NFL players released a, a PSA, just pretty much saying like, "Hey, um, as a player, I am um, George Floyd." Right. I am these unarmed black men and women who have been murdered by the hands of, of racist police officers or just racist people in general. And I, I, I thought it was powerful because we know over the last four or five years, the stands that um, the NFL has tried to have. Now, I don't I, I couldn't find the actual article, so I don't know if this was NFL driven or not. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but I, I thought it was dope. I mean, did you guys see the, the commercial or the video? I saw the video. Um, I just think that players just got together and much like you would do fucking right, TikTok right. bullshit, they decided to use <laughs> it to actually send a message. So I thought that yeah. was dope. What, right. I, yeah. Yeah. What, what I love about it is that, that they claim the representation of the NFL from themselves, right? Yep. They didn't need to go they to took the, the power. commissioner and say, yep. Yep. hey, and we do this. No, we are the NFL, and this is what we stand for. And I think what they did was they said to the owners and they said to the commissioner, you can either stand with us in this, or you can stand against us. And that is the boldest move, one of the boldest moves that I've seen NFL players um, do, especially when I feel like they they copped out during this whole uh, Colin Kaepernick kneeling mm-hmm. Um, absolutely during that time so and and, and you're, you you guys are right it, it was bold and it was powerful it was it was so much uh, it was so powerful that the nfl commissioner came out recently and admitted that the way they they went about uh social justice or uh whatever w- was wrong and i just i was taken aback i was like this is fucking unbelievable it was just last year or yeah last summer that we were still talking about Colin Kaepernick and how he was you know he's been blackballed and no one's given him an opportunity and hey all of a sudden the fucking commissioner is having an epiphany and saying yes you know what you guys were right and we were wrong I have my theories can I can I shout somebody out real quick hold on I just want to say I was offended by it but (laughs) well I'm gonna shout out Jay-Z because this is his doing. I mean, this is his doing, right? This is this was know. the goal that he wanted to accomplish. I believe the NFL commission also pledged some more money, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was an additional $40 million. An additional $40 million on top of what they had already pledged. I mean, this this is Jay-Z's doing. But we, um, we'll get to that. I don't think it's Jay-Z's doing. I don't mean to cut you off, but we'll get to that. Because I think there's, there's, a, there's a bigger underlying thing that's going on here. And I don't know. And I think... Like the great was 
alluding to that as well. Like I don't, well, I don't think yeah. this is genuine. Well, my my th- well my theory was going to be about the players speaking out, right? I think they are able to speak out one because it's the off season, right? Nothing has started yet. I don't think contractually uh, they are being muzzled by what they do in um, the off season. Two, I don't think anybody's afraid of losing a job that they may not even have because of COVID-19, Ooh. right? So, so now it's like, you know, I got nothing else to lose. I got nothing to lose. So why not go balls to the wall? Three, I think the NFL is afraid that, you know, now that COVID-19 is happening in order to make these players want to come back and play so we can make money because now there's a scenario where we're not going to make money. We need to appease them. So, we can't ruffle any feathers or have any additional bullshit to affect the way that we're going to make money because we can't make money the way that we would have made money before. So let's chill. Again, I think it always comes back to the bottom line. Those are just so, my theories. I could be wrong. So you don't think it was, it was genuine, basically? I, I don't. What, that, from the NFL? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I mean the fact that it happened, again, going back to at least the, it's out there, Right, so it can change people's perceptions and people's views, but eh. I mean, Roger Goodell has been changing his tune, he has, he has been consistently changing his tune. Yeah, and granted, he, it has he's not been doing damage control. Granted, no, you mean? We're, we're beyond I, damage I control. A, I got a theory for that one, too. We're, I think we're, I think we're beyond damage control because at least, let's, 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 facts, the fact of the matter is they didn't lose money because. Because of what happened, because of what the, you could say the NFL did to Kyle Kaepernick, they didn't lose money. Like, no, their no, no, viewership, their, their, no. their viewership, but actually, they wasn't did. worse. They did. They lost peons, right? I mean, at the end of the well, day, well, so the rhetoric then was that you know that people weren't watching the NFL. The ratings went down, and they said people weren't watching it because they were tired of the kneeling. That's what Trump said. I really believe it's because black people stopped watching the NFL. But they would never put that out to let to empower black people to know no, that no, that that no. was the reason why it went down. Like okay. they, they felt it. I get that, but but that's not damage control in my eyes, right? I don't I don't believe that Roger Roger Goodell at this point can do can do damage control. I think he is learning in the same way that Drew Brees is learning, and he's changing his tune yeah. because he recognize. I think he's he has to at least recognize the power of the black players that he has. And because when, when you start to recognize the power of somebody standing in front of you, you do start to change your tune. Whether you want to or not, whether you're thinking about some other stuff, you do have to start to change your tune. And I really think that's what's happening um, with, with the NFL and other organizations. My, my theory about Roger Goodell is that he's on a second term. Didn't he just get a re-up not too long ago? Is it time for another one? No, he just got one not too long ago, right? Yeah, uh, where, he, where, 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 he, uh, where he went toe-to-toe with the owners, right? But, yeah, he yeah, won. Yeah, yeah. but he won, right? Second term. What do people do in their second term? Oh, whatever the fuck they Balls want to do. Balls to the wall, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so maybe he had changed, and maybe he was only implementing things in the beginning based on what other people were saying to him. And, you know, Roger Goodell is conservative, right? He grew up in, like, a ultra- Christian family and in a rural area and all that shit, right? I mean, we saw his crappy ass basement doing the fucking trade. Doing the fucking draft, right? Uh, but uh, but yeah, so I think that's really what it is. He's in the second term. Uh, all the changes that he has are 
uh, that has happened to him over the years, he's not able to do whatever the fuck he wants to because he's got that bag uh, going into the future. So, who knows? Yeah, and and I think, you know, these last two topics lead us to uh, what I would call a very big topic. And, you know, the NFL is just one big organization that's been doing this. But I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there's been a lot of big corporations coming out now supporting black community and admitting to their injustice. And, and I just find it to be weird. I was just playing uh, Call of Duty. And not only did Call of Duty have an announcement, but so did PlayStation, you know? Um, I, I know Nike has done one, uh, Adidas has done one, and a lot of big corporations are now just coming out. And it, it, to me, it just doesn't feel right. It, it, it feels like it's becoming a trend. It's, it's a safety net. Let me go ahead and put this out there so that we don't lose, you know, that black voter, black that dollars. black dollar, yeah. whatever the case may be. And I feel like, you know, one could argue that's something that Drew Brees did. That, that's something that the NFL was trying to do. And here we have several big corporations are now in line with the what black your, community. What are your facts? What do you mean, what are our facts? What Wait, are my facts? What are your facts you to support facts that, that this is, is, is Nothing not quite... has fucking changed from today to yesterday. Oh, the okay. same shit that we are saying today, we said yesterday. Hold on. And, and they knew about it. But, and what I will say is what has changed is that they've said something, right? And they've said something in support of black lives. No, no, I'm not, saying, I'm not from them. What I'm saying is the well, issue. Wait, I'm, that's okay. the next point I'm getting to. What has changed about the issue is that they have said something in support of Black Lives Matter. Now, what needs to change with those of us who have been part of this struggle is we need to make the demand. We have them at the table. We have them saying, we hear you. We see you. We have them in a, in a way saying, hey, we want to help you. What can we do? Now, let us make our demands. And I think that is a, a significant difference now than where we were back in the day when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling and where we were before that with um, Michael Brown Freddie Gray, those instances, right? We had them saying, we hear you, we support you, what can we do? Let us make our demands. So I think we can be skeptical, but I think think the ball is now in our court and we have to do something with it. I mean, like, I'm conflicted, right? I I feel what you're saying, Obi-Wan, I feel what you're saying, A. Mike, and, you know, I I have both of those feelings. and my, you know, feeling like a Mike is just like, yo, what the fuck was this shit when it was actually going down? Why now? Why? Now? The question is, what has changed? Time has happened. Like time has passed. Things have changed. Um, you know, back then there was no COVID nineteen, right? So everybody, like I said before, was distracted and didn't necessarily, and they weren't necessarily glued to their phones or to their TV screens. And now. That, that distraction has been taken away from them of whatever it was, going out, partying, every, everything else going on in life that wasn't really necessary to live in, now they see that shit. So that changed. Second thing that changed is um, people ain't really fucking with Trump no more, right? Like the people that used to fuck with him are not, are kind of like feeling like, you know, you kind of fucked up this COVID-19 thing. You almost killed me. Like, really? I think COVID-19... <laughs> you almost killed me. <laughs> I think COVID-19 is, 
is really what has changed things since then, right? Because I can see that. Trump fucked yeah. that shit up. Trump has been talking crazy since then, and now people are like, uh, I don't know if I want to listen to this dude anymore, right? So, um, um, you know, people, companies coming forward and making these statements, in my emails, you know, having subscribed to some of these companies, I am getting all of them. I am yes. getting it from Yelp. I am yes. getting it from yep. Minted. I am getting it from Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Red, I am Red getting Finn. it from Redfin, Google, Google like, Zillow. Yeah. Um, I, I am getting it. And, you know, I understand what A. Mike is saying is that it may just feel like a trend, right? But, you know, it's a good trend. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a trend that could possibly impact change uh, versus them not saying anything because what have we been hearing this entire time? People need to speak up. People need to speak up. People yeah, told them to speak are. up. So now they're speaking up. Right. Yeah. And that's cool. That's great. Goes back to our episode 68.5. Yes. What's next? What's next? And, and that's a great thing. Cause one of the things I said in that episode that I wanted to see was the, the companies that we, that we work for giving us a platform to talk, to speak. And, and, you know, I was waiting for my organization to say something. The CEO came out, he made a statement, he did a video, and he challenged all the managers to have that conversation. Whereas where one of my managers actually started that conversation with us this past week, and we're going to continue it next week. This is where I make my demands, right? Yeah. This is yeah. where I come out and say, okay, you say you understand. And you say you want to support, and you say you realize your ignorance now. Okay, this is what you can do going forward. This is where we collectively have to make our, our stand and make our demand. Like a lot has significantly changed this time around than the last time around, just because of everything that I the Great just said. Yeah. We're getting those emails saying Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. We support. Black Lives Matter. We can't continue to ignore the injustices happening in the black community. Okay, Black Lives you. Matter is no longer a terrorist organization right. that they were trying to you know, sell it as years ago, right? And, and to make things clear, the company that Young Buck and I work for, they've been doing this. I know Young Buck doesn't really check his emails, but, <laughs> but they've been doing this. They've been doing this like four years ago. They, they, every time something happened, like I said, They've been doing this. And then with this situation, they sent out emails to every leader in the organization saying, talk to your teams, make sure they're doing okay. They had a couple of calls where, you know, black people were given a platform to share how it's making them feel and then ask questions about, now that we have your attention, now that you understand what the fuck we've been talking about forever, what are you guys going to do in this company to make sure that, you know, the way that people feel on a day-to-day -day basis or people's, uh, I guess, covert racism doesn't show up in the process that can impact people's growth at the company, right? That is what that's creating. And I know that the company that I work for is progressive and they've been for a while. Um, so I want to I take a further that. than that, though. Like, mm -hmm. I want to say, how are you going to uh, change legislation? How are you going to lobby for the change of legislation? That is exactly what I'm going to say, because that's what needs to happen. That's not possible. I don't think individual companies can... can you can lobby. They, you can definitely yeah, lobby. they lobby all the time. Everybody can lobby. All the time. I mean, everybody can lobby. 
one thing I will say I appreciated about my company, um, I started a new project and I don't necessarily know anybody on this new project. My manager reached out to me and said, hey, we are setting up, um, setting aside time for people to come out, speak if they want to, but just kind of voice their opinions on, um, on, on anything regarding race that they feel they would like to change within our culture, but also within our organization. Um, I know you don't really know anybody on, on this project yet, but we would love for you to come out. And if you feel compelled to speak on something, please speak on something. I appreciated that, right? While there won't be any, pro I don't think there will be any profound change, just being able to have the opportunity to have that dialogue with people was, was, was impressive. And then on top of that, the, the, the account lead for our, our project came out and said, I recognize the bias I have as a, as a non-person of color. And you know, I recognize what people of color do go through and that we need to stand behind them, support them and push for change for them. And I appreciated that. But, but fuck that, yo. Don't accept. <laughs> no, real talk. Don't, don't, accept that you, don't accept that you don't think anything is going to change. Build your fucking coalition. If there are people like you and there are people unlike you that now have the same mindset as far as what they want to see, build your fucking coalition. Hold these people accountable. Like, what do we do next? That shit is literally sitting in the palm of our hands right now. Let's start holding these people accountable. Build your yeah. coalition. And, and I, I don't think that we should simply accept, well, I appreciate the opportunity for me to speak. I could have always spoke, all right? I just maybe was afraid of the consequences. Now, so you couldn't speak then? <laughs> I could speak. I was just afraid of the consequences, right? But now, <laughs> but you probably shouldn't have. <laughs> and, and, but now, now that I see that I have the support of others around me that want the same thing, like this is this is so to speak. This is our demand. This is the change we want to see. This is what we want to see this company, this organization represent. And we have to have that for this change to happen. I always, I know. Let's think, I remember when they were killing kids in school left and right, and these kids were protesting and protesting and protesting, walking out of school, having rallies, ain't shit happened from that. No legislation came from that. That is, you have to change legislation for shit to change. Yeah, because at the end of the day, can we stop people or force people to stop being racist? Fuck no. But what we can do is we can stop those racists from, you know, these companies from, you know, in these companies, they can say, well, we know that racism is absolutely fucking wrong. And you as a racist, blatantly, cannot be a part of this. Like Airbnb did that. If you are a racist and you want to be part of our business, we don't want your fucking business. So be on your way. And essentially, that's how it has to be. Maybe yeah. racists can go start starting their own companies. But yeah. if you put a law in place that, that you know, makes sure that they can't do that. And they hold they, people accountable. Where they got to, what they got to do, where do they have to go, right? Yeah, yeah and, and I think that's that's the key. Um, if if I'm honest with you guys, I hear what you guys are saying, and it, it makes a lot of sense. And I guess for me, um, is as a black community, can we hold people accountable? And that, that's going to be important as we continue to move forward. Is everyone, all these big corporations out here? Yeah, they're saying stuff. They quote unquote hear us. They understand us, and and they 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 are open. To, to the idea of, of, of helping and change. Well, okay, that's great. Now let's, let's take this time and make sure that we hold them accountable when the time comes. Because, you know, let's be honest, some people will be complacent with, with the fact that, um, you know, Young Bucks 
uh, project manager or whatever came up to him to say, hey, here's a platform for you to, to discuss what, you, what you're feeling, and that's enough for some people. But obviously, in general, that is not enough. No, we need more. And yeah, and hopefully, hopefully as a community, as a black community, we will make sure that we let it be known that you just announcing that you are with the, you know, the black community and uh, admitting there is injustice, that you will do more than just that. And so yeah, we'll and, see. And, Only and, time will tell. My thing has been that it's a start, right? As long as we know that it's a start, then it's all good. If it's not a, if that's supposed to be the end of it, then it's right. not good enough. <laughs> right. If it's a start, then it is good enough. Yeah. To me, yeah. for me. I, I did great. Note the time down right now, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where, where are we at on the podcast? Because we're going to okay. come back. We're going we to have to come back to this. Okay, yeah, yes. Um, so before we, we move on to the next topic, shout out to everybody that was out there protesting and, and mm-hmm. you know, part of the, the uprising. Um, definitely dope. It, it's, it's good to see young people getting involved and doing what they could do. Beautiful thing, man. I wish, I wish, I wish that was me. I'm not out there. I don't foresee myself going out there. Yeah, me too. But I'm, I'm, with, I'm with, I'm with you guys on spirit. I wish I was. Uh, I don't know if it's brave enough at this point, but I wish I'll it was say brave enough. I wish it was a different time for me to really be out there with y'all. But for those of y'all that are doing it, man, I, I support y'all, and I'm thinking of ways to make sure that what you're doing is going to be impactful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out to y'all. So uh, I figured we move on to something a little bit lighter. Um, one of our listeners uh, decided to, to give us a, a, a topic to discuss, and it was unplanned pregnancies, right? Uh, and and the, I'll be honest with you guys, the first, first time I heard this, I immediately thought of niggas who be creeping on their wives with their side dips, and then they have a, a baby, and that becomes a problem, right? So the question here is unplanned pregnancies. Who's his fault? Who's at fault? Who's responsible? What should a man do if he's not ready? So I'll ask you guys, during an unplanned pregnancy, who is at fault, if any at all? Uh, no I'm going to blame the man. You a dumbass. Unplanned pregnancies have never happened. What the fuck? Okay, well, I guess misogynist Ike to the table. Um, So, if we're going to look at this from the perspective that, you know, women are the gatekeepers of sex, women are the ones that have pro choice, then why wouldn't they be the ones responsible as well? Well, 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 that's, yeah, that's, that's true. true. I valid. That. I, however, think the man has control of the sperm mm-hmm. entering that woman's body, yeah. which then potentially leads to a baby. I don't care how fire it might be. You give men more credit than they deserve, but continue. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I'm not giving men credit. I'm saying you need to be more in control. I'm, you need to have more control. Well, let's be real here, yo. If, if we're going to be real, how, just based off of experience, how many women um, do you know or dealt with where the man had more control than the women? In my experience, I'll be honest with you guys. Women don't have control, okay? They don't have control. If, you, if you're in that situation where you're, you're having unprotected sex and, you know, shit, you're just going ham – 
and you're ready to pull out, there's some woman who will hold you in there because they want to feel you come inside of them. Mm. So just based off of that, I would say I agree with Obi-Wan. Men have control and they are at fault. Like, you know what you're doing when you, you are busting inside women that you don't consider to be the one or your wife or whatever. I'm not yeah, putting that on. I, and of course, the question, what I said was if, right? Um, but the fact of the matter is, you know, historically speaking, these rules were put in place to protect women because of the fuck shit that's happened over time. And maybe if some of that fuck shit starts, stops, rather, we can we can do shit to, um, to help us out in that regard. But who should really be responsible? I mean, it's, it's a joint responsibility. Like, you don't, Thank you. you can't, you can't, I mean, I, come on, man. I was being facetious before. I mean, we, we all were. I don't know. Right, right, right. Just, right, right. Just young buck over there. Can't right, 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 right. We were being facetious. Both people, uh, if they didn't want the baby, both people are at fault. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about this before where it's like, well, if the guy doesn't want the baby, but the woman wants the baby, then the woman technically should be responsible for the child. If the man says that I'm going to forego all my, you know, uh, all you know, rights that I have to the child. I mean, because essentially, doesn't that happen when people go to sperm banks? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it, it's it's kind of like the same concept. The only difference is now you know who the guy is, and because you know who the guy is, you're trying to hold the guy accountable. Um, but the guy has said, "Yo, I don't want to be accountable. I don't even want responsibility." And you're trying to, and you and you, you say too bad, but too but, fucking bad. Yeah, you know, no, if he, go ahead, my bad. No, because I mean, <laughs> if you think about sperm banks, right? If somebody can find out. If they didn't have those that paperwork, if somebody can find out who their dad is uh, that donated to the sperm bank, they can essentially call this dude up on child support payments. No, they can't. But because but because they have paperwork, they can't do it. So it all comes back to the legalities of it. No, but that, if you that think makes... about it morally or just like at the surface level, if the guy that said I'm going to donate my stuff to the sperm bank and whoever can have the kid has the kid and I don't have anything to do with it, then the guy that says, hey, I'm going to donate my sperm to this woman via my penis through sex, but I don't want to have anything to do with it, he should be able to do that too. No, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) They should. Why not? No. One, because he ain't signed no fucking paperwork. Two, if you really ain't want a kid, strap the fuck up. At the end of the day, if you don't want no kid, if you don't want no accidental pregnancy, use a fucking condom. I don't give a fuck about condom breaks. I would say if you don't want a baby, don't have sex. Then that's God. If if you don't want a baby, don't have sex. But as somebody who has experienced something like this, both people are at fault if you fucking ask me. And I don't know, y'all y'all niggas don't have to admit it, but y'all not gonna tell me as men, y'all ain't been in the pussy and be like, you know what, fuck it. I can ha- I started thinking about baby names. Y'all niggas is lying if you're saying you have it, but I got you dumb buck. I got two words for you. Weak dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, and there's a reason why we call you young buck, yo. No, yeah. you know my motto. You know my <laughs> motto. <laughs> what I, all I'm getting at, right? All I'm getting at to get back to the point is it both in my opinion, both people are at fault. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you didn't want to get pregnant, it's not about fault. What was sex. the question about who's responsible? Well, so who's that, who, is, who, who is at fault and who is responsible? Both people are responsible. Now, you get you. It becomes an interesting 
topic of conversation when, as I alluded to, <laughs> the dad don't want to be a dad, but the mom still want to be a mom. In, the, in that case, I'm sorry, my nigga, we live in the 21st century. Where if she want to keep it, she going to keep it. And you ain't got no choice but to step the fuck up. So it is what it is. But at that point, in my opinion, both people are responsible. If you don't want an accidental pregnancy, if you don't want some shit like that popping up, you practice safe sex. Or to uh, Obi-Wan's point, you don't have sex at all. You know what I'm saying? Let's be real. Let's get a little bit scientific here. There is no such thing as accidental pregnancy. There is no such thing as unplanned pregnancy. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because birth control ain't even 100%. You can still get pregnant on birth control. As long as you're producing egg and the man is producing semen, you can have a baby. If you are having sex and you are bussing a nut, you are releasing semen into a woman, you can have a baby. That needs to be your mindset every time, unless you were practicing what a mic practices or... (laughs) Or abstinence. So, Listen, I, I mean, what, what are we talking about here? We're talking about being responsible. And to be honest with you, most people are not responsible. Uh, oh, sir? I, I, this is tough for me because I'm trying to put myself in a situation like if I'm with a chick who we're just kicking it and she gets pregnant. Um, and I don't want her to, to have the baby. Obviously, you know, you say what they always say, which is woman's body, she has the right to choose. But if you don't want to have a child, if you're not ready to have a child, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. You know what I mean? And I'm stuttering because I try to be careful in in what what I'm saying. But at some point, you're like, man, fuck that. I told you I didn't want to have no fucking kids. Like, Damn right. Ain't no shame in my game. If I don't want to have a child and you want and and you get pregnant, I'm telling you to... Plan B. If you don't want to do plan B, plan C would be to have abortion. You don't want to do plan C. Plan D is I'm going to be a dick and not be a daddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. I am. What? I ain't going. If I don't want a child, yeah, you yeah, ain't I'm getting like, a child out of me, which is why I'll never be in that type of situation. I will, exactly. I will never be in that type of situation because I will literally say, fuck you. Fuck that child. It ain't mine. I don't give a shit about it. What about this girl? And then I'm going to start to shame I'm your ass. that baby and we're going to Nigeria and you're not going to Exactly. What if that's your girl? It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. <laughs> the only person I have the baby with is my wife. So if it's nah. my wife, it ain't, it, it, it ain't, ain't no question problem, about it. Anything is possible. If, if y'all have ever... I'm, I made it this far. I mean, thank you, thank God, thank God. However, as somebody who has been in a situation like that, shit happens. You know what I'm saying? And you take responsibility however you choose to do that, and that, that's everybody's choice. But what I'm saying is I just think, I just think from <laughs> a human being standpoint and from somebody who's been in that situation, it's a bit, I, I hesitate to say insensitive, insensitive but it, it's, it's wild, in my opinion, to think that all right, well, fuck it. We've been together, and then you get pregnant, but I don't want a baby. Fuck you. Fuck that baby. I'm going to Nigeria, or I'm just not going to deal with it. I, yeah, what? A, I, not- I think, uh, you know, for me, what I truly believe is that some people believe so much in love, and they need to stop. You know? Like, you, you really need Oh, I love just you. Just say my name, motherfucker. Just say it. I, no, what Tell I'm saying is, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not First of all, I wasn't even thinking about you, young buck. But thank you for inserting yourself into that. What I'm saying is, though, if you're if you're if you're not my wife, 
at that point, nothing is absolute. And even being someone's wife is not absolute. But I'm going to hold that as an absolute because you go before God and you legally sign a binding contract. If you are not my wife, I am not doing anything with you that is permanent. I'm, I'm not, we're not having a kid. Yeah. We're not getting a house. Like, I'm not co-signing on a, on a car for you. I'm not no, loaning right. you money. Like, no, at right. the end of the day, yeah. a relationship is a relationship. Marriage is something different. You're yeah. building, well, you're I building mean, some people for the future. And that's just your preference, right? You're not, gonna do, you're not going to do married people shit Thank you in a relationship. Your but preference. some people will argue that having sex is married people shit, right? I, so it's and just and about controlling that your narrative. Yeah, it's controlling your narrative based on what you want, right? So if you're saying that I don't want to have a kid, then I'm not going to be irresponsible during sexual intercourse Fair with enough. women. So essentially, yes, both parties do share responsibility. But if I want to be a dick, I would say it's the woman. Just get a birth control. Jesus Christ. But, but we're not doing that. Why can't you get a birth control? Get your tubes tied, bitch, and then get them untied when you're ready to tied, finish. first of all, sir. Men don't get their tubes tied. Right. <laughs> they get vasectomies. They get their shit clipped. But, I, I, don't, I don't like the phrase that, you know, if you don't want to deal with that, don't have sex. That's just not realistic. Most people are going to have sex. It just Thank is you. what it is. But the, the idea that, that I don't think a lot of people think about, and this happens a lot in, in all communities, is what's going to happen to the child. There's a lot of baby mothers and baby fathers out there who end up ruining their children because the person that they had a child with is not the person they, they saw themselves being with. And because of that, as a result of that, they end up fucking up their children because they're fighting amongst each other. They're turning their children against their mother or their father. And it becomes a, a, a shitty situation. Mm. And we have to think about those things. Like, yeah, okay, fine. I'm sorry. We was kicking it. We was fucking unprotectedly. Um, you got pregnant. But can you really honestly say that we really kick with, with each other enough to have, raise a child that's going to be successful in, in this words, world? In the words of Ike the Great, you hold your nuts and handle your fucking business. You bring it don't a child work in this that world? Way. See, it has to. No, it no, has no, no, to. No, no. If you bring I, a child you, in this world, you are automatically a man. Nah, you got to handle your shit. What A-Mike said is correct, but that comes before the fucking. Like, you, like <laughs> let's be real. Why are you having a child with someone, or why you even put yourself in a position to have a child with someone, someone. that you don't want to have a child with, bro. Like, you have to really have that conversation with yourself and with the person before it comes. Like, you should be having it after the fact. Like, yo, do you really want to have a child? It has yeah. to happen before. I, I agree, so, I'm talking after the fact. So, when the child so, is already on the way. It, it might said something about how he doesn't agree with, you know, if you don't want to have a child, don't have sex. But that's how you have kids. <laughs> the product of sex are children. That's Do you true. literally understand that? I had a conversation oh, with a 20-something-year-old woman who, you know, grew up, I guess, rather sheltered, naive, whatever you want to call it, and didn't quite know how babies are made. Like, some of those people do exist. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, you know, had sex and she thought she was pregnant. Um, but... There was no way that she could have been. She could have been due to the fact that you know a whole lot of things happened that just made it super impossible for it to happen. But <laughs> she got super scared and like had to let her mom know that you know that you know she thought she was pregnant. Her mom was disappointed in her, and her mom wanted her to get married to the guy because her mm. mom was super mm. old school mm. like that. But 
like there are just some people that you know are just going around blindly not mm. understanding that yo if i nut in her there's a possibility that she could have a baby i mean there's still people that believe that yeah you know yes. the woman can't the woman can't yes. have a baby if she's on top there's we know niggas. <laughs> we know niggas. There's a lot of who have said this out loud. I, I, it's funny. It's funny you bring that up because I fucking blame a Mike. I was the same fucking way when I lost my virginity. Yo, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You don't know my model then. I lost my virginity. <laughs> I lost my virginity at 18 years old. The day after I lost my virginity, I called a Mike because I thought I got somebody pregnant. Why well, describe what happened to him? You know what this nigga said to me? You dumb motherfucker. She's not pregnant, but you're still stupid. Bro, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, shit. It's no, I mean, listen. You, you're making up rumors because I would have told you my model from the beginning. No, so that's, no, that's, that's that. wrong. That. But, that. but you know, the other thing is we don't t- we don't really discuss is the control that um that women have when it comes to when they have a child and how they can use that against men. And I, I'm I, simply what I'm saying is. There's a lot of baby mothers and father, baby father drama out there. Simply what you're saying is women trap ass. We just, <laughs> no, not, no, 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 no. okay, I'll say it. No, uh, women trap men. No, fuck it. Women, women do trap men. Yes, yes. And, and it becomes an issue. And I, I don't think that women, and, and men do trap women too. I know a couple of women who say no, men definitely, men. men definitely trap yeah, yeah, yeah. women. So, and, and I don't think they think about the results of what's going to happen when you have a child with somebody that you're just not 100%, that you're not going to marry or that you're not going to be with forever. Mm. And I think you have to be careful. And the reason why I say it's unrealistic to say that um, just don't have sex is because maybe 10% of people are just not going to have sex. The, the 90% are still going to have sex in one capacity. And so what we have to do is explain to them, like, okay, if you're going to have sex, be responsible. Um, if you're going to have sex, make sure it's somebody that, I guess, you know, that you know. might have a baby with. Mm-hmm. Not, not have sex, because that's how people mess up. Because then you, you, you go for not having sex and then you accidentally slip up and have sex and now you didn't have sex without a condom. The nigga did nothing inside you and now you're pregnant. It wasn't planned for. It's it, just a difficult situation. Yeah, yeah technology is taking us away from the basics. <laughs> right? Yeah. People don't even know. Like, I'm pretty sure in the future, people, uh, you know, kids are not going to know or people are not going to know. Speaking of future. <laughs> right, right. People are not going to know, you know, what sex is supposed to be for you know what I'm saying or like how it actually works they're because of technology they're just gonna think that oh no people can't get pregnant from sex um not unless a whole bunch of factors are put into place which is how that happens but they don't really know that that's the case they see it on tv all the time people have sex all the time and no baby no, pregnant so right so they're just like oh i can't okay. stand people like you can't be that stupid yo. you cannot oh, be that you'd be surprised if people don't believe I know some people who believe you can't get pregnant from pre-cum, but you know, whatever. Well, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not even going to do that today. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's define what pre-cum is. Man. No, no, no. no. What, what I was going to say, I think that, um, I, I was going to ask y'all, how many situations were, have you guys in the past, obviously, maybe Young Buck now, um, have you been in where you were having sexual relationships with a woman, where you guys were having um, sex, and there was that conversation and it may have not been, it may have just been a random conversation about, yo, what would you do if you got pregnant? You know what I mean? Like has, have y'all ever had that situation? Because yeah. at, at some point I feel like you also gauge who that person you're having sex I, with. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had that conversation 
and the chick told me she would keep the baby. That was the last time I talked to that bro. Yeah. <laughs> what? It was, it was a wrap after that. I said, you what? Nah, yo, we done. That was it. No dice. We done. We move on. You move forward. Peace. It was fun while it lasted. Thank God you ain't get pregnant. Keep it moving. So I, I had that conversation. I was I was with the person. And uh, when it actually did happen months later, I did exactly what <laughs> we said we would do in the conversation. Uh, and we had that conversation. I said, I mean, I'm, I'm down for whatever you want to do. You want to keep it? We're going to keep it. If not, you're okay then. And that's what happened. But you got to make your own decision. Otherwise, you're going to regret that shit. No, no, but that, was, that exactly. but that was my decision. So don't so, get it twisted. So, that was my decision. You, you I get that. And that is not a decision. That's so allow the other person to make the decision for you. Why? It's but a I'll, cop out. It's, a, it's the same I, shit. It's talking <laughs> about the flag. Motherfuckers uh, is asking about protesting. It's a cop no, out, right? It's, it's how? Because I'm okay with either option. No, you're I was not. Okay with, why? Are we you didn't even think about it. You didn't even think about it. That wasn't that wasn't the general. I'm talking about in general. I mean, I guess I I felt I was established enough where this, I could this, this is not this is not what she wanna be mad as shit at the show that came on, or the motherfucker only cook cook uh some so she boils some some uh, hot dogs and shit. You're gonna be mad. You're gonna be like, damn, I should have said nah. I wanted a burger. If I if I wanted a burger, bitch, I said I wanted a burger. Bro, another <laughs> thing is people don't understand responsibility either. Hey, like until fact, that shit man. happens, until like the thought comes into play, yeah, they don't understand that. that shit. People get I dogs and they're that. like, "Oh, this is just too much. <laughs> I'm gonna just let this motherfucking dog go play in the park and run away." You know what I'm saying? And I don't care if the dog doesn't come back. Like yeah. this shit is crazy, yo. Like people need to understand consequences, repercussions, and responsibilities, and take and be especially, especially when it comes to children. Well. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So I will say, but the, that's not gonna the, happen. So fuck it. <laughs> it's not, it's just not so I don't, I don't know if we if we answer the last part of this question which was what should a man do if he's not ready so I ask you guys again what should a man do if he's not ready and I guess you know the girl that he has sex that, that says don't, don't have sex oh okay yeah. I mean <laughs> I, I guess, take the necessary precautions the first step is if you're not ready don't have sex the second step is you know take necessary precautions birth mm-hmm. control condom bust on the face the Listen, third step is have that we, conversation and let her know where you stand. I don't want this baby. The fourth, the fourth step is suck it up because the way that the laws are set up, you're going to be responsible any motherfucker. Yeah, gonna, I was going to say the fourth step is the fourth step. Make sure you I don't you catch what, that I'm shit a, on your I'm way a, down. I'm going to be a dick. <laughs> a, a certain, so, a certain so, someone saved my life. They told me their mother was on birth control and their father <laughs> had a condo, uh-huh. uh-huh. and didn't bust, and, <laughs> and they still, still had, had them. Yeah. Wow. So, so what? I, I just I want know to men, women have claimed getting pregnant in that matter. I don't. I want just want. I just want our listeners to know that Young Buck does not agree with these three old motherfuckers right here. And if this shit happens to you, well, I agree with the first part. Don't have sex if you don't want kids. But if this shit happens, hold your nuts, my nigga. Because if you don't, the government gonna hold it for yeah, you. Yeah, or, or just go that's what said. Model, I said that. Honestly, have a conversation, you know, and try to come to a consensus, man. Because once you're in that situation, once, you, once you have a baby by somebody you don't want to be with, it's a it's, rat. It's, that's, that's it's it forever, life bro. is fucking over. Absolutely, over. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, 
Moving on to not so rapid fire. Honestly, we didn't talk about the we didn't talk about the flip side, which is when uh, the man wants the baby but the woman doesn't. Yeah, man, man, man ain't got man ain't in control. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Ain't no need to talk about that at all. <laughs> oh, oh, well, look how that works out. Look how that worked out. Yeah, yeah. And so on to Short conversation. Not fire. <laughs> guys, gonna do, thank you. Thank you. Pew 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 pew. pew. Obi Wan, take it over. All right, so not so right with fire. Um, sports is back. Mm. It's back. They no longer mm. playing uh, Looney Tunes on ESPN. Or what were they playing the other day? <laughs> Space Jam and shit. Like, you get to see some real sports. So the uh, NBA announced that they're going to a 22-team season uh, to figure out how they're going to um, start their playoffs uh, between, what, July and – October, right? So ideally what it's going to be is they're going to take the 22 best teams, it seems like, because there's a lot of teams from the East that are not even making it. Um, and they're going to have regular season games against each other. The top seven teams from each conference make it into the playoffs. And then the AC team makes it into the playoffs if they're four games ahead of the next seed. Otherwise, it's going to be like a, a one, one to two game elimination tournament um, to figure out what that AC seed is going to be. So uh, I'm not a huge NBA fan, but this is actually pretty exciting uh, for how, how they're doing it. You know what cracked me up when I heard that? Bro, it's 28 teams in the NBA. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> they got rid of six teams? From the East. I know, right? <laughs> so I'm confused. They had to figure something out. They had to figure out. So, so they're going to they're gonna play uh, a regular season game for a week, and then they're going to the playoffs? So how, how's that? There's a little bit more details. It says, um, "Okay, hold on, let me. I gotta find it." Don't don't even worry. It's not so rapid fire, so we can keep moving. But I, I mean, it's, I'm glad to hear that the NBA is back. I understand that the schedule is going to flow into the they, football they, season. So they're going to play eight seeding games. So before, so to figure out the seeding for the playoffs, they're going to play eight uh, games, and that's how they determine the seeding. Who makes the playoffs, or just the and out of those twenty-two teams, how many people make the t- playoffs? Only sixteen make the playoffs. Same number, right? They, the top seven oh. from each conference, and then seven. the final, the top seven from each conference. That's fourteen. Top seven teams from each conference. Mm-hmm. Automatically four, is what he's that, saying. Right. It, it, it's eight. It's not seven. Okay. Yeah, no, that's what I was like, shut, shut the fuck up and listen. The top seven <laughs> you teams. Said the same, you said the same. It's the same, which is not the same because it's usually the top 16. What I said is the top seven teams from each conference make it in, right? The eighth-seeded team makes it in as long as they're four games ahead of the ninth seed. If they're within four games, then they're going to have like a one-game elimination um, tournament That's to, be figure out the, to figure out the eighth seed. Can you imagine Portland playing some of these bum ass teams? Oh, you know Damien gonna kill them niggas. So that's that's I how they gonna do it. I'm excited. I mean, we haven't had sports in a long time since March. I guess I, I'm excited, man. I, I'm I'm looking forward to this. And like I said, it ties into the um, NFL season. Don't know why I care about preseason. So this is perfect. This would be NBA be ending, and regular football season will be beginning. So dope. Uh, it's gonna overlap. 
Oh, you know, you're yeah. right, because first game starts a, in September. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. it's not overlap, right, because it's going to October, because the playoffs is going to be uh, the regular seven-game uh, seven series. It's dope. I just don't, but how does that, what I'm trying to understand is how that's going to, how much that's going to affect the teams that make it to the finals, because NBA season starts in October. They've had time to rest. They've already rested all this time. <laughs> and, then, and then, ideally, they're only playing eight games plus their playoff games. They're already playing less than what they would have played yeah, okay. if they would have continued. Somebody going to complain. Yeah, I'm about to say, Obi Wan is slave driver. Like, these motherfuckers, <laughs> you going to play, nigger. Like, what the fuck? Somebody going to complain. I, think, I mean, I think, that, I think they're itching to get out there. And I think they, have, they should have fresh legs. I'm not saying that the season, they're not going to be tired if that season picks up right away. They're so, probably gonna have. I don't think they talked about how next season is gonna go. They're gonna have to adjust it from yeah, they're going 80, to eighty-two game season. This they're might be to, the 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 just the talk of having of shortening the NBA season because you know they've been trying to do it. This might be what pushes that to just go ahead and shorten. I didn't know they were trying to shorten the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah they've been, from they've been talking about it for a couple. Yep, they've been talking about it for a couple of years. Now, mm-hmm. the, the champion of the season, do we put an asterisk on it? Absolutely. No. No. Put asterisks on the, on the lockout, so no. Yes, they did. So, okay. so I mean, some people tried to, but nobody did. When LeBron win, it's going to be what it is. Nah, you going to put some money on that, motherfucker? I'll shoot him if I have to. LeBron winning. Honestly, I, I don't. I don't think Jordan will accept it, and I don't think if Kobe was alive, he would accept it either. But rest in peace to Kobe. Yeah, man, I miss Kobe. So, all right, man. Second uh, part of not so rapid fire. Um, this past Tuesday, with everything that's been going on, uh, many many people on social media participated in what they call a blackout Tuesday. Um, and honestly. I don't even know the real reason behind the Blackout Tuesday. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to get y'all, y'all take on what, it, what the Blackout Tuesday was, but I also just wanted to hear, do we think it was successful uh, in what they were trying to accomplish, whatever that might have been? So um, I, I wasn't really clear on <clears throat> what was going on. I heard several different things. I heard that they wanted people to take off of work on Tuesday as well. It was, it was trying to, to – um, hurt businesses that uh, took advantage of the black dollar um, and also show on social media that we were all one. So d- do I think it was successful? I, I don't know, yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I honestly, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I was hearing mixed things. I was hearing like people who were hashtagging Black Lives Matter not to hashtag Black Lives Matter because he was taken away from the story. It just didn't seem organized. It seemed like, you know, it was a good thought but it wasn't really planned out and so yeah i was confused um i didn't know what was going on uh it was just so many conflicting information out there Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it was successful because i was confused and everybody else was confused and then people say oh no don't do it this way do it this way and then somebody else say oh don't do it that way do it this way and then it's like well you can't just post a blog picture and then stop you have to do something after that and then when you do something after that oh no you're not supposed to be posting yo bruh Confusion. I don't do social media, so it didn't matter to me anyways, and I was busy this week, so, so this, I this hope a, they got what they wanted. This is perfect for what cannot happen when we start making our demands. We got to have a clear consensus agenda. I was confused as shiz naive. First of all, I'd be up on my shit. I didn't even know it was Blackout Tuesday until I started seeing it. Secondly, as Ike the Great said, yeah, there were so many different conflicting um, reports about what you should do, what you shouldn't do. 
I don't really, I, I don't know that it accomplished the true goal because I think part of the goal was information. And if people don't have the correct information, then obviously you didn't accomplish what you needed to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, I think it was a great idea. I think it's something that we should try to do again and we should try to do it more successfully with having clear, concise goals on how it needs to happen. Uh, but I don't know that this really panned out to be what they wanted to be, especially since a lot of people didn't participate and the next day shit went right back to what it normally was. And this goes back to just being reactive instead of proactive, right? If you're proactive, you can plan this out. Like right. maybe it didn't have to happen while everything was going on. It seemed like you were just trying to take advantage of everything that was going on. Right. But plan this out better and say in December on the 11th, yeah, boom, let's do it. Let's do it. And get, a lot of yeah. people don't got to know. Let's do it. Yeah. But whatever. More power to them, though. More power to them. It's, it's, it's a start. <laughs> uh, so ideally, I mean, that's it for rapid fire. Like, that shit was rapid. Goodness gracious. Uh, Hand clap for that, right? Yeah, let's see. I got some other shit that y'all want to speak on real quick. What's, what's weighing on your hearts? I ain't got nothing, man. No, nah, I mean, <clears throat> was it Doja Cat? One of these uh, rapper... Uh, female rappers out there was got caught putting somebody in the chokehold and you know very oh. ignorantly decided to say I George Floyd you. <clears throat> I think it was Ti's rapper. One again, another one of Ti's uh, rappers. This I was about to say, don't don't do that to Doja Cat. <laughs> I'm pretty I sure she didn't do all that. With no, it wasn't. It was sorry. Through. So it wasn't Doja Cat. It was uh, Ti's one of Ti's rappers, female rappers. I, I I didn't I didn't hear about that. Uh, that's yeah. crazy. That's wild. Yeah, uh, people are gonna be ignorant. Very. Yeah, ignorant. yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I've seen some ignorant shit. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, yeah, very insensitive. Lil, Lil, Lil Wayne said, "Whip it like a slave." So, yeah, he did what? say that just that recently. Re- no, 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 no. no. Uh, this, okay. years, this is years this ago. Is a while ago. Yeah, no, yeah. but he did say something um, that's gained a bit of controversy, and he just um, had to explain what he really meant. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Lil Wayne. It's gonna be Lil Wayne, I guess. Lil Wayne is white privilege. If people want to know what white privilege looks like, look at Lil Wayne. If you can't, if you can't look at a white person and understand what white privilege looks like, look at a black person. I mean, that, that, that's a fucking fact. He really is white privilege. Yeah. I mean, Crazy. Lil Wayne, if you ask me, is um, he he's not well versed as he should be, or as he want, as he could be. I think he chooses to kind of stay in his own lane, like you said, have that white privilege and stay in his own lane. Um, realize that we as black people. A lot of us is black. I mean, we're privileged black people ourselves. You know what I mean? So I think it's we all have to recognize our privilege uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, um, you know, because it, it's real, especially. COVID. I mean, I also think his, his, his viewpoint is skewed because he talks about this. Like, you know, as a child, he played with a weapon. He shot himself and several black officers walked right over him. And it was a white officer that saved his life. And I really think that plays a part in in you know, when discussing some of these things with uh, police officers who commit crime. So, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That, that's All it right. for me. Anything All else? Right. Shout, so, shout outs. So, um, <clears throat> my phone is going to die here, so I don't have the shout outs of exactly what they did, but shout out to all the celebrities who's been really hands-on on on helping out through the, the protesting and the uprising. Um, shout out to Jay-Z. I heard he lended his jet out um, um, to, 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 to I'm sorry, I'm his lawyer. Yeah, there you go. Uh, shout out to, to Floyd Mayweather. I heard he uh, 
flipped the bill for for George Floyd's funeral. Shout out to Kanye West. Uh, He actually put some money up. He started a college fund for George Floyd's daughter, and um, he put some money up for the families of of the victims who who have passed uh, recently. And, you know, there's a lot more other celebrities. I know, um, I think it was Twitter. Was it Twitter? It was one of those. Carol and um, Seth Rogen. I think they're putting up money. Oh, um, did they? Okay. Okay. For social justice causes. So definitely a lot. Yeah. A lot of celebrities have really been stepping up. Uh, Shout out to the LA, to the mayor, actually. The mayor took $150 million from the LAPD and plans to reinvest into the communities of color so you know, I don't shout, know. They, out, shout out they, they might need that money so they can be better police officers I, I thought about that i thought about that and 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 you know another thing that i thought about there's a lot of money being thrown around like a lot of money and i hope to follow really, through on that shit but we can't we can't shit on shout outs so. that's true <laughs> i'll give you shit on the right. team god yeah. damn okay okay so yeah. shout, out, shout out to all the celebrities who are stepping up and, and definitely you know um showing with action Shout out to the non-celebrities as well. Oh, mm, you that's everyday true. Yeah. regular people. I think we yeah, already yeah. shouted you guys out in the beginning, but yeah, shout, shout out to the work that you're doing out there. George Ford's GoFundMe, I believe, has raised over 13 10 million. million. 13, 13 or 14. Yeah. So wow. that's amazing, right? Uh, so I'm gonna shout out uh our great mayor of DC, uh Mario Bowser. Mm-hmm. Shout uh, out. So shout out for two more. things. Um you know, she has really taken a stand against um, Trump and him trying to federalize D.C. because it is obviously, you know, uh, federal property in which he feels he can do whatever he wants to do. But standing with the protesters and really pushing back at the administration for how they're treating the protesters and militarizing uh, D.C. Um, shout out to her for what she did by painting Black Lives Matter in front of Lafayette Park. Um, We're going to see that this weekend. And you can actually see from... Uh, space, so they say. Which uh, is now the Black Lives Matter Plaza. That was That's my next dope. point. Shout out to her. She took a part of the uh, 16th Street right in front of the White House and named it uh, Black Lives Matter Plaza. Uh, and it's going to stay in there forever. So definitely shout out to those things. I uh, appreciate her really Please staying believe. With, with the people of D.C. Um, because they, I, they got it tough. Because a lot of people in D.C. don't agree with this administration, but they got to deal with the shit that goes on. So uh, Please believe to there's going to be a lot of Asian people there next summer taking pictures. Black Lives Matter. Post this. We probably should, right? I shouldn't have said that, but y'all know what I mean. No, but for real, them niggas going to show up. No, but, but, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's facts, though. They, I mean, like, the uh, <laughs> Asian tourists are very heavy. Like a motherfucker. Yeah, They're going to be it, in there. But they have right by DC. the White House, yeah, yeah, not super heavy. They didn't get to go there this year, so they got to make up for it. Yes, yeah, and they got more. They got more reasons to go there. I don't know how long that Black Lives Matter. Um, I don't know if you want to call it a mural. A mural. Mural. I don't know how long it's gonna be there, but um. Oh, you don't think it's gonna be there? For I mean, they could they could put I mean, it back. It like was the new roads. It was painted, so they would yeah. have to consent you to paint it over. Yeah, and, it, over yeah, and, over. and the next mayor might change their mind on that. But um, it'd be dope if they if they left it there. But yeah, I think um, so. Constant reminder. Yeah, it's a constant. Reminder. You already got Black Lives Matter Plaza, so that's dope. So. Wow. So I I think that's it then, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. I'd say check out check out episode sixty eight and a half uh, point five. 
68.5. It should have just been 69, truthfully. We, we had some, we had some uh, good conversations on that right. episode, so check it out. Yeah, yeah, we did. It was definitely dope. Matter of fact, check out all our episodes. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. are a dope podcast full of black men. So check it out. Check it the out. Shout, shout out to all our uh, listeners, both you know, domestic and internationally. Shout out to uh, OG. OG Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to you. You know, shout out to everybody yeah. that shows us love and support. Um, we really appreciate you guys. It, it, it's, it's unfortunate that OG Bobby wasn't able to use this as an outlet for his feelings yeah. uh, but he definitely shared some of those of them when he could and they would have been very great to hear by some people i i, I will yep. say yeah most definitely you know hopefully we'll, we'll get him back on here soon um, yes, but yeah uh thank you for listening to the ebs podcast this was episode 68 or 69 and <laughs> hey make we out